Coming up on the Real Stack Guy Podcast, it's conference championship week in the NFL. Dylan Horowitz is back to start off season two of the podcast, talking about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, recapping a great weekend in football, and then previewing the conference championship games coming up this weekend. We'll talk about our favorite possible Super Bowl matchups with the teams, what storylines can come from the matchups, Uh, And even though we don't know the matchup yet, obviously, we will guess the line still of the four possible Super Bowl matchups. So a little bit of fun fun previewing those games. In the second half of the pod, Dylan and I will do what we are calling here a game rewind. Um, And in honor of Conference Championship weekend, we are looking back at the Patriots-Chiefs 2018 AFC Championship. So stay tuned to hear some fun answers to the categories that we have come up with for Game Rewind, uh, and looking forward to getting started on a new season of the podcast. And happy Friday. Okay, here we go. It is championship game weekend in the NFL, and Dylan Horowitz is back to start season two of the new podcast. New name. It is now the Real Stat Guy podcast. We're back for a new season. Dylan, welcome back on the podcast. Ready for season two? Ready for the NFL championship weekend? Yes, sir. Let's go. I'm pumped. We're down to four. And uh, it's going to be a great one. I mean, we're coming off a great divisional weekend. Uh, I don't know how it can get any better, um, but hopefully it does. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we, we haven't talked actually much about the games, but, I mean, it's, it's kind of agreed upon that it was, like, the best football weekend ever. I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. It, it can't get much better than that. It really doesn't. Definitely. I, I, we'll, we'll get more into it, but I kept saying how each game yeah. was better than the last. And it, it, tr- it truly was. But each game was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get more into the games. But, Dylan, I actually have, yes, some, sir. I have some episode stats for you from season one. Got to start off hot on, on the real Let's, let's hear it. So, in yeah. the first season, for the Sunday Night Stack Eye episodes, there were 26 episodes. One two-parter. Do you want to guess how long the longest episode was? I, I, for, I forgot um, how long this one was, but it, it, it kind of makes sense. It could have been a two-parter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was probably – it could have been the March Madness one with Adam and Noah. Um, I think that, I think that was the longest non-track one. So the, the state track meet preview you did was two hours and six minutes because it could have been split into oh, two Oh, wow. Do you want to yes, guess how okay. long the shortest one was? Was it your uh, – the preview? <laughs> technically right. no the shortest right. actually let's, let's go uh let's go 25 minutes 28 32 i'm pretty sure it was okay. um it was one of the stack guy special episodes so it makes sense that it was one of the okay yeah. yeah the average episode length 58 minutes so just about an hour Ooh. that's pretty good yeah and then i ha- i have on on one of my cards like who was in all the episodes um, do you want to guess who was in the most episodes? Was it myself? <laughs> it was. You were in six. You appeared in six episodes. Oh. Episode one, three, eight, 12, 17, and 20. And then okay. the person who was in the second most was one Noah Cohen in three episodes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. There, there you there's, go there's some stats from originally Sunday Night Stat Guy, season one now the real stack guy podcast so excited to bring in a new mm-hmm. name new podcast a little bit of a new format um what i hope to do is we've kind of talked about it but the front half of podcast is going to be more just us catching up wh- whoever the guest is talking about whatever we usually want to talk about um and then the second half will be some mm-hmm. sort of topic whether it's a game rewind like we're going to do today uh sports fanatics like i did with jake in season one player profiles or just a random topic so just a short promo for season two um but i think we need to talk a little bit about the games that just happened this past weekend um 
what what is your main takeaway from the games or what are a couple takeaways that you have i mean i i like the first thing you think of is like the nfl was in great hands last weekend like they're really you couldn't really ask for much more three of those games ending on a on the road team kicking a game-winning field goal as the last play of the game. I think that's the biggest thing that comes to my mind. Um, another thing is, I don't know if you saw this tweet, but uh, Freezing Cold Takes. Do you follow that account on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, I, I know what the account so, is. So after the uh, – what was the the afternoon game? It was the Bucks rams game. Uh, that, was so, the, that was the first game on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. Someone tweeted, game of the year. Three hours later, the actual game of the year happened. Right. So I thought that was the funniest thing ever, seeing that, you know, three hours later, it's already a freezing cold take. Right. Because it doesn't matter what happens. Like, that Bills-Chiefs game is the game of the year. Yeah. No, true. You know? I, I think I said it before we got on, but, like, each game was better than the last. So, the, the first three yes. games all were won on a game-winning field goal as time expired by the road team. And I, yes, I even yep. tweeted from uh, on, from the Real Stack Guy channel. Oh, I, I said, how does the supposed best game of the weekend top what has already happened? We, you know, in, in anticipation of Bills Chiefs. And, of, and then we found out. We found out how ridiculous it was. Um, and then I was one of my, I think one of my main takeaways, I, I also tweeted this from Real Stack Guy. So teams in the divisional round of the playoffs, one of them got sacked nine times one of them didn't score an offensive touchdown one of them lost four fumbles all three of those teams won their games and then the team that scored 36 points had over 400 yards of offense and no turnovers they lost their game and i think that's a perfect perfect um you know way of to explain what happened over the weekend yeah yeah it's it's crazy cuz also that team that didn't score an offensive touchdown beat Aaron Rodgers yes who, I, I think that's yeah. more remarkable too who's probably going to be the MVP yeah like if you're telling me he doesn't score a touchdown or uh you know outscore a team that doesn't score an offensive touchdown that just doesn't make sense but I mean it's the NFL playoffs you never know what's going to happen and the Rodgers he showed up and we'll we'll get to some more specific stats in our in our segments in a in a, a little bit but um you want to tell everyone what you were doing Saturday for the games? I think it would be important for everyone to know. Yeah, definitely. So I actually woke up at 5.45 on Saturday. Um, I was just really excited for that Bengals-Titans game. Um, no, I, I was excited for it, but also I came in last out of 12 people in fantasy football. Um, the punishment was Waffle House for 24 hours. So I got to Waffle House at 6.45. I ate 11 waffles in uh, 13 hours. So I was there for 13 hours, ate 11 waffles. That's 24 hours because uh, each waffle I was I ate counted as an hour. Um, I left at 7:45 and went home and watched the rest of the Packers Niners game. So with that's a, with a stomach full of waffles. Yes, uh, feeling like absolute garbage. So that was fun. I actually watched the whole Bengals Titans game at Waffle House. Yeah with my girl angel so that was fun <laughs> um but yes oh, uh, i actually have yeah. a video of myself recording uh, just like some content a video and i said and just as the titans have scored a touchdown to tie it up six all and why are they going for two <laughs> i have that in a video hey well let's, still to this yeah. day and yeah <laughs> i say that that no that's that's great that's well one is a tip to everyone to not lose your fantasy leagues um yes. if you do a waffle house challenge but okay, that is, I think that's one uh, moment we should talk about. The going, that, that specific one, I think was a very talked about one. Um, the, okay, the numbers say to do it, I guess. But it's, it's one of those moments where, what did I say in our group? Basically, there's not a big difference between being up one or being up two. But there's obviously a big difference between being up one and being up zero, being tied. It doesn't matter yeah, when in the game it is. 
And that, that exact quote, like that message that you send, that group message, I've been telling everyone that because it doesn't matter. You want to take the lead. If you can take the lead, there might not be another score. Why, why go for two to go up to, what was it? It was the second quarter. It, yeah, it was very, yeah, it, second quarter. It, it just didn't make sense. And I, and I get it. You know, you're at the one yard line, you have Derrick Henry, whatever. Yeah. Right. The but argument is the like one. you have an easier chance to get a point. Right. But you, yeah. can, you, know, you can still miss it. And the game ended up being tied. Obviously, the whole game changes at that point. But yes. I, didn't it happen again? Oh, oh. It was, there was a similar situation in, I think, the Bills Chiefs game where the, the Bills could have gotten, I, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you remember. But they, they had a penalty on um, – or the Chiefs had a penalty on one of their touchdowns, and they could have taken half the distance on the two. But instead, they just took it on the kickoff. I wish I remember what the exact situation was, but it was very yeah, – where yeah. you'd rather just I can't think of it instead of chasing it. But, yeah, I think yeah. that was a big – And it, it's, very easy, it's very easy to say after you yeah. missed for your version, just take the one. But yeah. I think, obviously, whatever analytics means, but, I, you know, take the one. We were both on take the one page. Obviously, I understand yeah. what number say, but all right. Yeah. Let's um. We're gonna talk more about the games in our in our segment. So you're you're gonna be familiar with some of these segments. We're bringing them back. Best stat I saw this week. Okay. From football perspective on Twitter, there have been three times in NFL playoff history where a team tied or took the lead on a special teams touchdown in the fourth quarter or overtime. The Music City Miracle. The Ravens mm-hmm. in 2000 blocked a field goal against the Chiefs and returned it for – uh, sorry, against the Titans and returned it for a touchdown. And then the 49ers against the Packers on Saturday. Only three times yes. ever has that happened. Wait, postseason or – Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, postseason. Okay, okay. In the fourth quarter wow. or overtime. <laughs> it's yeah. a borderline ESPN stat, but I have another one of those, so. I mean, that's so crazy that – like, special teams, you know – People see it as it's obviously the third part of football, but it, it could be the biggest part of football. Cause like, if, I mean, if you get, if you're giving up 40 yards per return on special teams, like you're probably going to lose that game. Yeah. It's sometimes special teams really comes you know, to be one of the biggest parts of, of football. Yeah. Some people were really on the, on top of the Packers being 32nd in special teams DVOA. I wish I would have known that before. Obviously I, I don't think it's a reason to not, choose them like you know you think Aaron Rodgers would be able to handle it but you know how often does that happen and the block the block field goal don't forget about that one yes yeah yeah wow. all right insane stat of the day or insane stat of the week see I had a best stat and then I found another one I was like I'm just gonna multiply this <laughs> insane stat of insane. the week so with 16 seconds left and up by one the Bills kicked off to the 99 Titans. So this is, sorry, 1999 playoffs with 16 seconds left and up by one, the Bills kicked off. With 13 mm-hmm. seconds left, up by three, the Bills kicked off to the 21 Chiefs and Buffalo lost both games. They were leading by 16 seconds or by, by one and by three with 16 seconds and 13 seconds and they lost both games. Wow. Music it, to the, like, yeah. that, that is insane and it just doesn't make sense. Who who is the quarterback in that in that first game? Uh, in ninety nine for for who the Bills when they lost? Oh, I don't know. That I mean, I Steve McNair was the quarterback of the the Titans. Okay, because I obviously didn't know if it was like a Patrick Mahomes caliber oh, type. I don't remember. I should know this. I don't remember. But they okay, they were. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. just scored a touchdown. I don't think it was Jim Kelly. Well, wasn't he the quarterback for all four of those Super Bowls they lost? Yeah, but I, I would have thought he would have been gone at that point. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, no, I, I know what you're saying. Well, remember, yeah, because yeah, they, they scored on the kickoff. The Titans scored on the kickoff. Oh, oh, you're so right. Yeah, yeah. So never mind. Yeah. No, no, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. But, yeah, insane sound of the week for there. All right, here's, <laughs> here's your ESPN sound of the day. Or ESPN stats of the day. See, this is how crazy of a weekend it was. So, Evan McPherson yeah. – was the first player in NFL history to make four plus field goals in multiple games 
that's two, in a single postseason. So that's your third qualifier. Yes. First person to make four plus field goals in multiple games in a single postseason. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's very good. So I kind of look at that. Obviously, the Bengals put up 19 points. Is that a good thing that your kicker had four field goals in four sh- in two straight games? You've talked is, about this is before. That a, I have, but like obviously, when when you can't score a touchdown, you're in the red zone. Whatever you're in opponent territory, is that a good thing that you're not scoring a touchdown? Obviously, no. But like I, I, I just think it's funny when these kicker, uh, you know, stats come out because you'd rather just score a damn touchdown. It's like you shouldn't be happy that your kicker is kicking four field goals in the game. But obviously you are. Right. You, I mean, you should, he's like making if you're, them. And, and if you're winning, then, then yes. that's what matters. Then You'd rather have Something's working, yeah. Oh, obviously. of course, yeah. 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 No, I, I, I know what you're saying, though. Um, and then other ESPN stat of the it's, day. It's a funny argument. Yeah. The Rams became the first team in NFL history to lose four-plus fumbles and a 20-point lead but still win the game, regular and postseason in Super Bowl era. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Against Tom Brady. <laughs> Against Tom Brady. That, they're they're going to be your additional qualifier. So, yeah. Yeah. There's your ESPN that, That's so there. crazy. They lost four fumbles. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's crazy. And one of them was on the one-yard line. Right. And that, that kind of changed the game. Yeah. I mean, it – it would have obviously it was already very difficult, but they would have gotten at least yes. three points there. All right. Yeah, I mean it was also very close to going to overtime. Yeah. Very yeah. close. All right. So it's obviously the championship games coming up this weekend. So we're gonna do our weekend preview. And I have some championship game stats for you. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time since 2010 that neither one seed is in the conference championship. Wow. Yeah. And then the Bengals, this is their first AFC title game appearance since 1988, which is the last year that they had won a playoff game. So they, those, that third, or right? 30. What was that you just oh, said? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The, the last time the Bengals were in the AFC title game was 1988. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then only one four seed has ever hosted a conference championship. The 2008 Cardinals, who also hosted the six seed and made the Super Bowl. So the Rams are the four seed hosting the NFC Championship. And, by the way, are the, could become the first team to ever host the championship game and the Super Bowl. After last year, we had the first team to ever host the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. You know what would be cool? Seeing the Rams and Chargers in the Super Bowl. I thought about that. In L.A. <laughs> How, who who would have more fans? That would have been cool. I just thought about that. That would be sick. <laughs> An LA LA the Super Rams Bowl in LA. one million percent. <laughs> there would be there would be there would be more Raiders fans at that Super Bowl than Chargers fans. Yeah, there it would be. That would be I feel like, like there's the no race. Chargers fans ever. Yeah, that the yeah the Chargers definitely don't have it. Well, I think there's already talks now that like San, the 49ers might have more fans than the Rams, like at the game because I mean they're they're in California also. That, that's what it sounded like at uh, in uh, at Jerry World for the Niners Cowboys game. It I heard all over that yeah. the Niners had like they just traveled like crazy down to Dallas, which is hilarious. Backing up, guess who the quarterback of the ninety nine two thousand Bills was? Doug Flutie. Wow. <laughs> so he was he was the quarterback. I I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> All right, one more uh championship wow. game stat. The uh so the Chiefs became are becoming the first team to ever host four consecutive conference championships. The previous record was three by the Eagles in 2002 to 2004. You know who their coach was? It was it was one Andy Reid. Oh, so Andy Reid yeah. has both of those streaks, both of those records, and it's oh okay. wow. Also, it's really interesting because you hear that stat, 
and you're like, wait, the Patriots made eight straight AFC championship games. What up? Well, I went through it today. So from 2011 to 2018, Patriots made eight straight, right? They never had three in a row at home. Wow. They were home against Baltimore. I feel like they were always the one. I used to were always the one or two. Yeah. Home against Baltimore. Home against Baltimore. At Denver. Home against the Colts. At Denver. Home against the Steelers. Home against the Jags. At Kansas City. So they never wow. had three in a row, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, both of those streaks are by Andy, Andy Reid-led teams. Yes. <laughs> but none will be eight in a row. Right, right. But oh, not at home, yeah. And here we go. Last, last stat. Uh, it's the first time since 2009 that neither Rodgers or Brady are in a conference championship. Since 2009? Yeah. Wow. Which, again, Brady was in all of them from 2011 to 2018, so. Yes. You just have to fill another year with Rodgers. So, all yeah. right. We are obviously conference championships a couple of weeks from the Super Bowl. We have four possible matchups that could happen. So I want to run through quickly what storylines could come from each of them. Cause I think it's always fun to look at to see what, you know, what storylines get produced from the matchups. Like what will everyone be talking about during the week? So Chiefs 49ers, one, it's a rematch of Super Bowl 54, um, which it's generally the same people. Like the Chiefs are almost the exact same team. The Niners have a little bit of a different off like garoppolo still the quarterback but um you know debo is kind of more of a part of the offense um and stuff like that do you see any other stuff from the chiefs niners other than that um no it's kind of that's kind of like the basic stuff that i was seeing like the 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 stars of each team are are the same like that course is the same the coaches are the same um so that smart mind behind each team are the same so and then Next, Chiefs-Rams is a rematch of – would be a rematch of that Monday night showdown, which was before oh, yeah. a couple – you know, considered the best – one of the best regular season games ever. Um, that's obviously the main storyline. Like, that game will be rewatched, you know, the entire week. I mean, yeah, and that game will be a high-scoring game. Hopefully – Hopefully. You know, going to live up to the hype of, you know, not that fit, 105 points – that we saw Monday night a few years yeah. ago, but yeah. hopefully they'd score, you know, 60, 70 points. Yeah. I would love that. Bengals 49ers. It's a rematch of two Super Bowls. Every time the Bengals have been in a Super Bowl, it's been against the 49ers, Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23. Um, but it's also like the two underdogs, the more the two more underdogish teams. And it, it uh-huh. would mean that either Joe Burrow or Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win Super Bowl, which either one would have great kind of storylines coming from it. Yeah. Both young guys. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Bengals Rams. You got any storylines for this? Couldn't think of anything. <laughs> um, what, what is there from Bengals Rams? <laughs> they're two they're animals. animals. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one thing would be like I, the two quarterbacks. Um, like, for example, like Matt Stafford coming from, you know, a bad team to become – to be on, like, a star-studded team to, with a chance to win a Super Bowl. And then Joe Burrow immediately being put on a team that wasn't good and, you know, then adding Jamar Chase and then becoming possible Super Bowl champion. So it would be, like, older versus younger, kind of, like, semi-legacy changing for both of them, honestly, in a way. I think that's the best route is just looking yeah, at the quarterbacks I mean, for that matchup. For the most part. I mean, it would still be an offensive offensive game there. Um, you know, I think that's the Rams, Bengals, Rams, Chiefs. I think both those games are going to be very offensive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, offensive strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see any massive storyline from Bengals, Rams off the top of my head. What I, I guess there's kind of two questions. What matchup do you want to see the most, or which one do you think would be the best? You can answer either one. I'm mean, the Chiefs Rams obviously would be the best. Okay, what, do you want to see that one the most, or is there a different one? One hundred percent, yeah. Okay, because I mean, just I was gonna say just points wise. I love <laughs> points. 
<laughs> also, like, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I, I would rather see the Rams over the Niners. I mean, I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes keep winning. You know, he's won one Super Bowl, been to you know, two, but I just think that would be the best Super Bowl, the best matchup to watch. No, I, I agree. I, I personally want to see Bengals 49ers, um, but I think Chiefs Rams would be the best. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody would be complaining with, you, with Chiefs Rams. Nobody. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I like, I would love every matchup. I mean, it's Super Bowl, so it doesn't really matter who's in it. Yeah. Going to watch. Yeah, um, exactly. Last, all right. Last thing before we get to the game rewind quick, quick game of guess the whose line is it anyway? <laughs> So let's let's try to guess the lines of the Super Bowl matchups of the possible Super Bowl matchups now. So first one, Chiefs Niners. I would say the Chiefs would be favored by seven. What do you say? I said six and a half. Okay. I just because I I said well it's six and a half Chiefs against the Bengals. Oh, true. Yes, and so I, I mean I which you'll see it in my later pick I think the uh, Bengals are just a bit better than the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Chiefs Rams. I would have the Chiefs favored by three. That'd be a, that'd be a classic field goal. Yeah. I mean, a field goal, you know, in that Super Bowl, it could easily end in a field goal. It could be 38-38 and 41-38. You never know. Um, I went three and a half Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. So we're just because maybe it goes overtime and they score a touchdown. Yep, we're on the same track. So so far, yeah. Chiefs are favored in both the ones they're in. For us, yeah, if, um, yeah. If the Chiefs, if the Chiefs make it, I think they'll be favored. I'm gonna I'm gonna save this one for last because I think I know the way it's gonna go. But let's go Bengals yeah. Rams next. I said the Rams by three and a half is what it could be. Uh, that's exactly what I said, Rams. Dylan, we've been so good at this all year. Yeah. By the way, in case anyone's keeping track at home, I actually beat Dylan and guess the lines this year. Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> in, in guess the whose line is it anyway? All right. Last one. <laughs> Bengals 49ers. I said the Bengals by one and a half. I think the Bengals should be favored, but I also wouldn't be surprised if 49ers were favored. So, like, that's why I have it at the one and a half and not like more towards like two and a half, three. What did you and say? I went, I was leaning Bengals at first. But I just like the Niners' defense too much. So I ended up going Niners one and a half. Niners one and a half. Okay, so we both uh, said one and a half. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you think they would take into consideration at all that it's in California and the Niners would have a bigger fan base? I mean, is, is that in, like, the Vegas formula? Probably. Like, yeah. who knows? Um, have the Niners been there? Like, I want to see – if the Niners do make it, how many of those guys were on the team a few years ago? You know what? Probably a decent amount. You might be right. I I, I think the, like, the like that were, yeah would have a better that experience alone. Also, I I just don't like that matchup of Kyle Shanahan and Zach Taylor. I I would take Kyle Shanahan nine times out of ten in that matchup. Oh, I always yeah I yeah. Agree. Honestly, so and the, the way the lines are. Why. Like the, the way every, all the lines have been, like it it kind of shows. Um, but like the Bengals keep winning. I was like, they're, they're obviously very good. Nice keep winning, too. No, no, you're right. But I'm like to, to yes. bring up the Bengals. Yeah. They're obviously very good. Okay. Well, yes. um, yeah. And the Bengals' offense is ridiculous, so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if – it's just great because if the – you think, like, if the Packers' offense couldn't do it, which it was a snowy game, let alone. But, well, you know, what will they be able to do? That might not even be the matchup. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, but obviously it's still the fun one, to play. Yeah, and it's the one I want to see, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, do you want to make any picks about the from the games? You want to pick a winner of each? Um, I mean, I want it to be Rams Chiefs, and I I think it'll be Rams Chiefs. Um, the I think the Rams will cover, um, but I don't think the Chiefs will cover. I think the Chiefs will be a three point game. They'll win by you know, three if you'll or something or four, um, but the Rams will cover. Yeah. I would pick Chiefs and Rams and then Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Those would be my picks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just it's so hard not to pick the Chiefs to win it right now. 
It's yeah. like they're all. It's just like no one can stop them. Yeah. I just don't see anyone anyone slowing them down. So yeah, the, definitely the easy pick is the Chiefs. Yeah, and just think they were 13 seconds away from almost being gone. Yeah, talking about that 13 seconds. The, the funniest tweet I saw was the Dak Prescott QB draw took longer than Fazio Holmes to go what 45 yards and two plays yeah. making a field goal to go to overtime. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. That was just it just makes you laugh. Yeah, definitely. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will have our first game rewind of Patriots Chiefs 2018 AFC Championship game. Okay, we are back, and Dylan and I are gonna do the first game. What I'm gonna call game rewind for the Real Stack Eye podcast. So. Dylan and I, or I, I should, I should say I challenged Dylan or not challenge. It's not really a challenge, but I said, Dylan, let's rewatch um, the Patriots chiefs, 2018 AFC championship game. And we're going to have some categories and we're just, we're going to kind of talk about it. Like it'll be fun to look back through these games, kind of come, come up with some stats, see some things that happened. Um, so I'm excited to have this as like a segment on the show where, you know, I could bring on somebody that's a fan of whatever team and say, Hey, what game do you want to rewatch? Let's talk about it. Um, so I hope it'll be kind of a fun, fun segment we do. So, all right. Patriots Chiefs AC championship 2018, obviously a very, very big, important game for us. Um, the, the Patriots obviously end up winning 37, 31 in overtime. Um, what, what do you remember generally just from the night from the game? I know we're going to talk about it. Um, A lot of second-half points of the Chiefs. They scored 31 second-half points. Uh, Was it 14-0 and a half? 14-0 Yeah, 14-0, yep. Um, I remember uh, Patriots not being able to stop the Chiefs in the second half. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And honestly, similar to the Bills-Chiefs game, a lot of late points. Yes. When you think, you know – what are you saying? No, I, I want to stop right there because I there are I have some similarities between these games later that I'll point out. Okay. So okay. Let's. I'm just gonna go through. I'm gonna start the game recap um, and talk about some of the big plays that happened. But I also have some things that I don't think you remember that like I remember just from watching the game. See, you watched the okay. short version. I went through and watched most of the longer version. Yeah. And I also, just, remember all of it. Yeah. And also, just a heads up, my fourth quarter notes are longer than the first three quarters combined. Wow. So that shows you what, like you said, yeah. what, what a big second half it was. An, an entertaining so, fourth quarter. So while I'm going through this, if you feel like you want to pipe in on anything, just just pipe in on um, on whatever you want to say. So first, first quarter, the Patriots had a really long drive. 8.05 touchdown drive, first drive. So already down, the Chiefs are already down 7-0 without even touching the ball. And then KC had an incredibly first short drive as well. So you know, in a matter of the first quarter, basically it was seven, nothing and it was over and the Patriots already had the ball back. So one quarter basically gone, the Patriots second drive started in Kansas city territory, the quarter ended. And then Brady threw that third down goal line pick. Do you remember that? Yeah. Cause that was bad. That was very, very bad. I, yeah. was, I thought, I thought that might be a reason. I mean, it's, three quarters left basically but you have at least three free points and you can't and we know against the Chiefs you just can't let up three points um it was Brady's first inter first postseason interception in 237 attempts wow we've got a long time without throwing you say you say red zone attempts or just attempts just any attempts okay wow wow yeah so now it's second quarter uh, Chiefs go three and out. They trade punts. So now Casey has it first and 10 at the New England. Oh, I'm sorry. One of those possessions, Casey had it at the New England 23 and got zero points. Van, I, I think it was Van Noy who had like a 14-yard sack on Mahomes and pushed him out of field goal range. That's huge. Yes. Again, yeah. limiting three points that they easily should have gotten. So just mm-hmm. that, that swing, kind of, it was basically essentially the three points they got back from the interception. So we can call it a wash. And it's funny, uh, with three minutes left in the game, Jim Nance says, who would have thought 7 nothing in the fir- in, uh, three minutes to go in the first half? And less than a minute later, 
Patriots score a touchdown to Philip Dorsett, probably his biggest play as a Patriot, and they're up 14 nothing at half. And Casey actually had the ball at their own 42 with 21 seconds left. And do you remember Van Noy stripped Mahomes, but Mahomes recovered it? Yeah, he was running backwards, he had any dough for it. And Hightower yeah. was right there. It could have yeah. easily been 21 nothing at half. And yeah. so that, that, that kind of saved the Chiefs at least for going into the second half. The Chiefs only had 32 first half yards. Incredible. Like the, the box it, it just doesn't make sense. To look at. Hey, Zach. So the third quarter, the, the Chiefs start with the ball, score within two minutes. So the fact that the Patriots' first drive took eight minutes touchdown, the Chiefs was two minutes on touchdown, kind of tells you what you need to know about the teams. Mm-hmm. The teams trade punts. Now the Patriots have the ball in KC territory, but only end up with three points. But it's still a big field goal to go up 17-7. Yeah. And then the Chiefs score a touchdown on the first play of the fourth quarter. So it was essentially the end of the third. Um, but it was like the first or second play of the fourth quarter. So now it's 17-14. Like it's it's a game again. It kind of got had started to get away from the Chiefs, but just like that, it's 17-14. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, anybody's game. The Pats had fourth and inches at the KC 25 with 10 minutes left. And they went for it and missed it. Rex Burkhead got stuffed. A field goal puts you up six in kind of a big spot where, you know, it's very easy for the other quarterback to get into range. You know, they decided to go for it because obviously if you score a touchdown there, you go up 10. But now the Chiefs have the ball down three. But no harm, no foul, because the Chiefs go three and out, and they punt. But wait, it's probably like the wackiest punt review thing that had ever happened, because in a moment of utter weirdness, Julian Edelman goes for the, the punt and appears to touch it with every single finger on his hands. It, on the live shot, it doesn't look like, he didn't or it looks impossible that he didn't touch it and they ruled it a muff and a recovery by the chiefs now it's funny because the chiefs guy i remember ran into the end zone but you can't can't advance yeah and so this was under review for a while and if you remember there are still some people that for some reason think he touched it and if you put all the angles together he clearly did not touch it which is what makes what happened next so utterly humiliating that Brady throws a pick off the hands of Edelman and it was a ball don't lie interception, even though it wasn't because so you can just say it was a bad interception by Brady, whatever. Just a crazy moment in the game, right? When you thought it was all going to turn to crap, it ended up going the Patriots way, but then they threw the pick. Two plays later, the Chiefs score, take their first lead of the game, 745 left in the fourth quarter. Patriots and that, and that made it 21-17 Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. 21-17 Chiefs. Yeah. Next Patriots drive, roughing the passer on Chris Jones. Ridiculous call. Yeah. One ba- of the worst. He, ba- he barely touched on. It was, it was more even on the, like, when he lifted his hand back up. Like, it, it, was, it was not roughing the passer. It was a very mm-hmm. bad call. It was second down. It, you know, they obviously get the automatic first. Then the Patriots have fourth and inches again from the Kansas City 10, and they score a touchdown with Sonny Michelle. So now they're up 24-21 with, uh, like, three minutes left. Chiefs next drive. They got really close to the goal line on an illegal pick play. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't think so. It, Belichick was furious. Oh, he, oh, yes. To Sammy Watkins, I think. Yeah, it was, it was a 54-yard play to Sammy Watkins. Um, and they, they scored on the next play, but the, the one receiver was blocking like four yards downfield. Yeah. Whatever. They, they get down to the two-yard line. Then Damian Williams scores his third touchdown of the quarter to go up 28-24. Uh, to 24. Mm-hmm. 
on the next Patriots drive down. Yeah. Now down 28, 24. Um, Brady throws a pick on third and down, but there's a flag. It, it almost appears as the game's over, but there's a flag. There's offsides on D Ford. So the Patriots get another chance. So I have a few different um, angles and aspects. I actually thought of while, while watching this part of the game, the play before, I don't know if you remember, was a completion to Chris Hogan for 12 yards. So it was going to be a first down, but they had a longer view where the, it, he dropped the ball. Like he didn't catch it. And so literally like the next, yeah, the next uh, play is, is that one. And also the Patriots had three timeouts. So the game wasn't over, but they couldn't let the Chiefs get a first down. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, so which is obviously very difficult. Um, yes. And then true. now, yeah, and so now with the offsides, instead of an interception, it turns it into a more manageable third and five. And the next play, 25 yards to Rob Gronkowski. The play after that, another touchdown. That was, that was the play up the sideline. Yes. Yep. Tom just threw it up to him. So in three consecutive plays, D Ford offsides, 25 yards to Gronk, five yard touchdown. And now the Patriots mm-hmm. are up 31, 28 with 39 seconds left. The kickoff in the field of play, by the way. So now the chiefs have it on their 32 or their own 31 with 32 seconds left. Good trade off for the Patriots. Six more yards and a touchback, but seven less seconds. So here's, here's, by the way, where mm-hmm. the comparisons start with the, um, the Bills-Chiefs game and this game. Because in, in the Bills-Chiefs game this past weekend, the, the Chiefs had three timeouts, right? At this point in the Patriots-Chiefs game, the Chiefs had one timeout. So that was a big difference. They had more time, but they only had one timeout. Because from mm-hmm. here on out, they only had two like actual plays of completion, like like completing the pass, same as the the Bills Chiefs game. Yeah. So Kansas City ends up getting down to the New England twenty one, with in plenty of time, and they took a field goal attempt with eleven seconds left on second down. It was talked about then they could have taken another chance at the end zone. Yeah, they really could have. And then he could just throw it out of the back of the end zone when you know worst case scenario. Right. And it's, it's really surprising they did. Um, now, again, they had no timeouts left at that point, which huge difference between the two games. The, the, and yeah. they, they only had one timeout, and they had used it on the previous play. Um, so kick the field goal. Good. Overtime, 31-31. Overtime, as the story goes, comes down to the coin toss. Slater calls heads. And by the way, most people don't know this. He always calls heads because his dad, uh, when he played, was captain. He always called heads. So that's why Slater does it. Patriots win the toss. Patriots start with the ball. They have three third and tens. And here's something I didn't realize until looking at it after. Every non-goal to go down for the Patriots in overtime was with 10 yards to go. So it was either first, second, or third and 10. Every play until they got to, um, to inside of the goal, which is, which is wow. great. They always had to get 10 yards, but especially on those third down plays. I don't know if you remember this. Two plays before the touchdown, they ran a flea flicker. It was a flea flicker to Chris Hogan, which was eerily similar to the one they had ran um, two years before against the Steelers in the playoffs. And if I Hogan remember that one. had done – if he had done the same route, it would have been a touchdown. But he yeah. like he curled to the toward like the goalpost instead of uh, flagging out to the pylon. Oh it, yeah, it was it was open and it was the exact same play. I don't know what what Hogan was doing. It was literally the exact same. So, but I but I remember against the Steelers, they tried it from much further back. A little bit further back. You're right. They, yeah, they were closer to scoring. Yeah. So I think that could have been a reason why he had to flatten out. The the fact that they did it at that point in a game is just is nuts so they obviously don't get it there um but then with i think eight minutes to go in overtime 10 minutes to go rex burkhead scores a touchdown 37 31 patriots are back to the super bowl um their last play by the way that last touchdown 
they had six offensive linemen, two tight ends, and a fullback on the field. I think we knew what they were doing. They were going to I think the Chiefs knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, everyone knew. They, they just couldn't it. stop it. Yeah. And so, obviously, the aftermath of this game, the Patriots end up winning Super Bowl 53 versus the Rams. The Chiefs win Super Bowl 54. And then Brady Mahomes meet again in Super Bowl 55. That's the AFC Championship game. Any thoughts before we go into, into some of the, the little categories here? I know that was, more, that was a little bit longer of a, of a recap, but it's obviously a lot of things happened, especially in the second half. I mean, yeah, the very in-depth recap, but obviously a ton happened, and a lot has happened like the following years. And something happened a couple of days ago that people are still talking about is should – the coin toss basically decide who wins when his offenses are so hot. Like Travis Kelsey was mad in 2018, but do you think he was mad on Sunday? Probably not. Like he, right. he was definitely in agreement, which also was something that was, I don't know if it was cool, but Josh Allen says like that, that's the game. Like, you know, if we win the coin toss, we go win, mm-hmm. you know, you know, but also something I've thought about is, why isn't you know the defense could just stop them? <laughs> like like and, and, like the defense has a chance. This is one of the only sports that defense can score. Like it, I I think it could stay the same, but um, I, I think there, there's so many different ways to ch- to possibly change overtime rules. But I think from that 2018 game to the Bills Chiefs game. I think they're gonna have to change it some some way somehow. Not even the regular season, just the postseason. Change the playoffs to some extent. Let at least the you know the second quarterback touch the ball. Yeah, you you, you got to be able to let both teams touch the ball. In my opinion, like like yeah, you said, you Travis Kelsey wasn't mad this time. But I bet if you ask him, I mean, you ask most people, they would say that both teams should touch the ball, like they should have three years ago and like the bills should have this time i'm a i'm a bigger yeah. fan i agree that the Chiefs should have had a chance I, the same thing happened in super bowl 51 the slater calls heads the patriots win the toss and the falcons don't touch it in the super bowl matt ryan yeah. was the mvp that year um so yeah you're right that that's something that could definitely continue to be like the fact that it happened like three years apart and nothing had been changed and they're hopefully realizing wait a minute josh allen didn't get a chance the way Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance the way Joe Burrow is not going to get a chance in three years. Like it's, it's gotta, it's gotta change. Yeah. So some, just some basic stats and note Tyree kill his stat line for this game, one reception, 42 yards. He that was, was his only catch. He was erased. I don't even remember when it was. I, it was I did a touchdown, not, wasn't it? No, no. Oh, 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 I'm thinking of the Chiefs Bills game. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, the Chiefs Patriots. I don't even remember what yeah. it was. So it was one reception for 42 yards. The, the Patriots, like, dominated the yeah. box score. If you look at it after, the, the, one of the biggest ones was time of possession. 44 to 21 was time of possession in favor of the Patriots. They just had the two turnovers, but they had more first downs, um, more total yards, um, about the same penalties, but they kind of dominated the box score. Just they had those two turnovers, and the Chiefs are good. Like when they when they got the ball there, they were able to score yeah. quickly. And and that time of possession is one of the things I had written down. One of the few things I had written down because Bill knows if if I can keep that really good quarterback over there off the field, we're probably gonna have a decent chance to win. And he was on the field for 21 minutes of the game. So they kind of saw that as a pretty good chance to win. Yeah. And again, part of it is that the chiefs just score so fast. Yes. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here, all right, here's another category stat line MVP. I really only have two candidates, even though I think it's a, not a close race. Um, I would say Damian Williams was the stat line MVP. He had 10 rushes for 30 yards and a touchdown and then five receptions for 66 yards and two touchdowns. The other candidate I had was Sony Michelle, who had 29 rushes, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Do you agree, yeah, Damian Williams? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
if you don't give it to Damian, you give it to Sonny Michelle just because he scored two touchdowns and he was on the winning team. Um, but yeah, I don't see anyone else besides those two that you could give it to. Salad so, MVP does not have to go to somebody on the winning team just for future. Yeah, outcomes. I'm 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 yeah. cool with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next category: stat relevancy. So basically, like what what things come from this game that would be talked about in future games? Like if you're watching another AFC championship, like, like what, what, what's something they're going to talk about this week? For example, the fact that this game went to overtime. It, it was an overtime AFC championship game. There, there have not been a lot of those. I think only, I think only two ever. Oh, so they'll, wow. right, they'll go back and say I like, mean, Oh, the two overtime AFC championships. I mean, you could bring up the fact that, like, you know, about the about the overtimes like yeah you know the the rule about overtime you know one one team if they score a touchdown they win the game you know that can come into play Ho- hopefully it hopefully it doesn't which you know, that'd be cool if it does but hopefully um you know that doesn't determine who goes to the super bowl obviously it didn't just 18 it determined who beat yeah. who beat the you know who won the bills chiefs game but hopefully it doesn't determine who wins, who makes the Super Bowl out of the AFC. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at. The and the only the other one I had for this um, was that this is Patrick Mahomes' only home playoff loss so far. Because you you realize he has never played a playoff game. Wow. Uh, on the road. It, the Super Bowl was a neutral or was neutral site. He's never played a playoff yeah. game on the road. And this is his only home playoff loss. Wait, so every so all of his playoff games have been on the at home? either at home or neutral site Super Bowl or neutral. Yeah. So what he's played 11, 11 playoff games is that what um, it is? To the first year, I saw I saw something. He was he was eight and one or nine and one. To the first year, then three, then. Four last year, and then two this year. So yeah, so, so he's nine and a, two. His, yeah, he's nine and two. Yeah, yeah, but only one home playoff loss. So that's that's something that until he loses a play, another one will will be talked about. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's wow. here's a category I added: social media moment of the game. I have three candidates: the Edelman punt muff, punt muff quote. The D Ford offsides and the Chris Jones roughing the passer. I think I, I'm trying to think back to what was was happening. Um, obviously, the D Ford thing is talked about like way more now, but I think the Edelman punt thing was at the time like everyone was freaking out about that he touched it or not when people were clearly not looking at it correctly. What do you think? I think it's 100% Chris Jones. Because the roughing the passer, one hundred percent. Because okay. you can prove D four was offsides. You you see, he's, Tony Romo says, "Oh, you easily oh, see you're he's right. over the blue line." You're right. Julian Edel, Julian Edelman, you you see, he didn't touch the damn ball. <laughs> you, you see it. Chris Jones touched Tom Brady. Touched like Grace's face. <laughs> Grace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, I don't remember what social media how they reacted. They didn't react well. <laughs> they didn't. Right. And that's where the judgment call is going to have – is going to blow up a lot more on social media than, you know, clearly seeing – he didn't touch the ball, clearly seeing he was over the line. You're but right. That's it's, just what I think. You're, no, you're right. It's, it's the thing – it's the one out of those three that, you, like you said, you can't prove, and that's a judgment thing. Yeah, you don't have, yeah. like – yeah. No, that's a good call. All three was were were pretty crazy. Yes, oh, yeah, they all were. I, do you like that category? I, I thought of yes, that. Yes, like, oh, This is this is really good. Um, because now now I need to start remembering moments and being like, oh, how did social media react when that yeah. happened? Yeah, because you like you, rewatching the game. It was like, oh my gosh, like if this happens today, like or, right if I had just seen it, like I went on Twitter, like what would have happened? So yeah, yeah. All right, next category. So I, I call this the forgotten hero or forgotten zero. So let me describe how, how this one this one is. It's a little confusing, but I think I think we'll get it. 
if, if you're, if we're like 15, 20 years in the future, and I said to you, Hey, do you remember this person? You would be like, Oh yeah, they did this, but it would be like that one or two things they did. Like that's all they would be known for. So like they'd be forgotten except for that thing where they were either a hero or a zero. So this one's pretty obvious. We've, we've um, breached it a couple times. D Ford is the forgotten zero of this game. If you go, go on his pro football reference, he's not done anything except this. Like literally this play. Like he made the Super Bowl with the Niners a year later, but this is his biggest play of his career. And it's not a good play to have as your biggest play of your career. So that's why he's the forgotten zero of this game. He's, he's forgotten except for one person, Howard Horowitz, who, by the way, brought it up again yesterday when I said, hey, me and Dylan are doing a game rewind about the Patriots Chiefs. And he said, D Ford. <laughs> and, and when anybody lines up offsides, how do you line up offsides? And he's basically D Ford. <laughs> so do, do you agree? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think this one's an obvious one. I'm hoping for some other games. There might be, you know, other options, um, but he's, he's clearly the, the right choice here for the zero. I don't know if there's yeah. a forgotten hero for this game. Um, maybe Rex Burkhead, but I, I think he's more known as like an all, a well-rounded running. Like you're not going to be like in 20 years, Hey, Rex Burkhead, what do you think of? You're, you're more going to be like, Oh, he was, he was a good running back for a few teams. Yeah, I mean, I it could also be more so like, I don't know who was the the sixth offensive lineman. Was it Cameron Fleming at the time? Um, that that they had, or was it Marcus Cannon? I forget uh, who it was. Fleming was usually the sixth guy they brought in. I'm yeah, I mean, sure. it could yeah. be that sixth offensive lineman. Like, who knows? That's true. The but the fact like, that we can't remember exactly who it is. <laughs> yeah, because they always have a sixth offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. And especially, like, I think maybe the next year Fleming started, or maybe the year before. Well, then Cannon started Yeah, for a few years. Yeah. You're right. So, but, yeah, that it, it, could easily be, you know, here. But, obviously, the whole offense played well all, all game long. All right. Last category. Hopping in the DeLorean. This is a very, a very common uh, Altavote topic. An Alta, a very common Altavote category that he likes. But what are the ramifications of this game if the result is flipped? So the most so if the Chiefs win, the most obvious one is that Mahomes probably has two Super Bowls. Um, Brady has at most six, but very easily five. Like I, right? Because it, it everything changes. I mean, the 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 Chiefs are now like two time Super Bowl champions. Obviously, that's you know thinking that they win again, but maybe they don't. So what what are some of the things that come out of this if the I mean, is flipped? I mean, maybe Tom doesn't leave. <laughs> like, you say does, maybe does, he doesn't. Does he leave if they don't win? Yeah, like, I, I, who knows? I think that's something to look at, because um, he he'd rather go out on top with the Patriots and then you know, kind of jump ship like he did. Um, that's kind of the first thing I think about is where you know where does Tom go from there. Um, also, people, when Pat Mahomes won his first Super Bowl, oh, he's going to be the GOAT. He's going to be the GOAT, you know. Uh, after he wins that second, Tom had five, and Patrick Mahomes is 23, 24 years old. They're like, oh, dude, he's already the GOAT. Don't like You can just give it to him now. But that's just, like, not a thing. If the Chiefs win that Super Bowl and the Patriot or uh, Brady does not win the Bucks, and it's two to five, well – if it, let's just right let's just say like Mahomes didn't win but let's just say Brady also didn't win with the Bucs and it was two to five yeah and now the gap is only three and Mahomes is 26 the conversation's a lot more real yeah which again <laughs> it's just conversation like still have to yeah. um you know make it happen um but yeah okay so th what, this is one of the things I have written down to finish out but Mahomes Super Bowl ceiling if I said Will he win in his career over under three and a half Super Bowls? What would you take? And the things to keep in mind would be that Andy Reid is 63 and that there are a few good other AFC quarterbacks right now. But yeah, he's 26. I would, 
I'd over under probably, three I'd probably go get a mortgage on my house I don't have. I'd refinance it and throw that on over three and a half. Over three and a half. Yeah. So he's got to win three more from right now. He's obviously two weeks so. away from winning one more. Yeah, I, I, you know, I would. Okay. I, I okay. think, yeah. He, he, I would, yeah. There's would only three quarterbacks that have four. ever won four. Tom yeah, Brady, I think he'll... Harry Bradshaw, Roger Stottler. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Joe Montana. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I think he'll win four okay. Super Bowls. Maybe more. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I think, you know, Andy Reid obviously is a good coach, but yeah. I feel like I could coach Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, like I, I just really watch, like, I don't know. You with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, I feel like, you know, they, they went and picked up Josh Gordon. Like, Jerry McKinnon is on this team. Yeah. Like, he was like the, the third string for the Vikings running back. I, I think it doesn't yeah. matter who you put on that team. It's, just, it's so hard to win. And for me, it's saying somebody's going to yeah. win four when you don't know. Do you think it's yeah. the line should be four and a half? Four is a lot. No. No, I think three and a half. Like, it could be two and a half. But I, I, I think he'll win a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah. And not, not, not even not – even, maybe not even win, but I think he's going to get – he gets there. He, like, I think he's going right. to get there. And just, yeah, the point know, he's going to get lucky. There. He's going to get unlucky like, like Tom Brady has – Yes, exactly. So I, I made this point I mean, to somebody. I, how, he could, you know, get to six or seven. Yeah. No, I, I made the point to somebody how, like, you know, Tom Brady obviously has been to the most. Um, and he's won essentially like 33% of the time. So mm-hmm. for Mahomes, like, can he do that? Can can his teams do what, what Tom Brady's teams did? Win 33%? So he's won 33% of the time? Yeah, seven Super Bowls, 21 years. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, like, that's the standard for. And will, will Mahomes play times he's been to the Super Bowl and oh, then winning? Oh. But yes, I see what you're saying. Yes. And so, yeah. like, will Mahomes play past thirty-five? Because if not, then he's <laughs> got to win, right? Because that's another point: is age. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's like, yeah. is, is he gonna is he gonna play? Yeah, is he gonna play till he's thirty eight? Is he gonna take care of his body? You get Big Ben, he's thirty eight. He's walking around. He barely walks around. So I think it's a great conversation, though. Yeah. It is, and it's one we can we can definitely have another day more in depth. But I just wanted to mention that because I thought this this is a good number, and especially since he's two weeks away from possibly winning one. Um, yeah. But and any more remaining thoughts from this game? Um, No, um, I'm I'm glad the Patriots won. <laughs> me too, me as well. Most of our listeners um, will not be happy with it. Yeah, we're not happy with it, but yeah, you know, um, it's, it's it's championship game weekend. Had to bring in, had to talk about one of our one of our favorite AFC championships. Well, I do have a question for you because I know any big game that the Patriots or Red Sox or Celtics have ever played in that we remember, you know where you were. So where were you for this game? For this, we were uh, we were in our apartment in Bloomington, and I I don't remember that. But are you serious? I believe you. It was yeah. you, me, Zach Horowitz, Zach Leinheiser. The four of us. Oh yes, we're yes. watching I, in our I apartment yes. in Bloomington. Uh huh. And you're right. yep. yeah, and you're because remember it like it had the feeling of like the big win, like a little less than the Super Bowl, even though the Super Bowl is obviously bigger. Um, like the, the, yeah. the, the, what, what, like the nerve, the anxiety of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're then right. That, so, you got, what are you saying? You're no, good. No, no you're I, good. I was going to say, you're, you're right. I, some, sometime I'll go through where I was for every Super Bowl because I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I, well, just, I, just, I just had to ask because I knew you know where you were for every big Yeah. Game. Yeah, I, I haven't. So you you should you should keep that. So for every recap you do, you should say where you were. Oh, uh, some of them, some of them I might not be able to remember, but I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely yeah. do my best. Um, yeah. All right, hey, will we see Tom Brady again? Is he is he retiring? He's making it seem like he is. I know. Like Isn't I, I hope I hope he's not retiring. Yeah, but I mean, 
I honestly think, like, for a guy like Tom Brady, it's like Derek Jeter. He, like, came back for one last year. He told everyone it's one last year. Wherever he went to a field or a stadium, he got a standing ovation. He's going to sell crazy tickets. They're going to be high. Everyone's going to buy his jersey one last year. You know, you got to go out getting a standing ovation from everyone. I think he's got at least one more year in him. He he can definitely play more years as whether or not he wants to. Um, And especially, especially in football, like I feel like there's another sport where you can also stay in shape and you're one of the best. It's easier to be like, yeah, I'll just keep playing. Like LeBron, he's kind of in that situation. Like he could play so many more years, but you know, football is a sport where you just, that additional risk. um, I mean, he's, but he's 44. Like he's done it this, this far. I hope he comes back just because, well, one thing, one of my favorite stats that I want him to accomplish is to become the oldest player to ever throw a pass in an NFL game. And I think he needs Was to. Was George Blanda? Yeah, George Blanda has the record right now. Yeah. But I think he needs to be 45 to do it. 45 in and... some amount of days. Because he'll be 45. Oh, he... he would be 45 at the start August. of next season. Yeah. yeah. August 3rd. August 3rd, 1977. I think, yeah. right? He's Yeah, because yeah, he's 44. Yeah. Um, yeah, I – okay, percent. Give me give me a, a pie chart. Percent he retires, percent he comes back. Out of 100. Right now, I would probably <laughs> say 80-20. 80-20, he's, he's retiring? Oh, wait. No, he's coming back. Oh. I, I was more yeah. – I'm more like – I was more like 50-50 on it. Like based on everything that's been said. Oh wow. Yeah. I just I think he's trying to build up suspense like suspend it a little bit and be like, oh, am I gonna retire? No, I'm obviously not retiring. That would be something he would do. Yeah. I just right. see Tom doing that. So I think uh, I think Noah is gonna have had enough of us talking about Tom Brady this long. So Yeah, probably. Sorry, Noah. Noah, you can come on and we'll talk about Peyton Manning. <laughs> All right, Dylan. This is awesome. Thanks for uh, starting season two of the Real Stack Eye podcast with with us. Um, you know, you were on the most in season one, so I'm sure you'll be on a little bit more this season as well. Maybe we'll keep that uh, keep that going. Let me be on the most yeah, for season two. You got to retain the crown. Yes, I do. But all right, have fun. Uh, have fun watching the games this weekend. I'm I'm sure we'll we'll talk. But uh, yes, good luck. We good will. luck on your bets as always. Points, points, points. Points, points, points. Thanks for having me on again, Joshua. Yep. Talk to you later. Sounds good. See you. Big thanks to Dylan for coming on to help us get season two started. Looking forward to continuing to improve the podcast for all of you. Remember to also follow on Twitter at RealStatGuy. I also am going to start ending podcasts with a sports joke of the day. And right now I'm watching some tennis. So the joke is... What do you call a girl standing in the middle of a tennis court? A net. Thanks for listening to the Real Stat Guy podcast, where you will not just get the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Thanks, everyone.